What's up, everybody? It is Tuesday, March 16th, and you are listening to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. Pat had to run out real quick. Uh, He had a couple business meetings, but we still got a great show for you today. Free agency, the tampering period is off to a hot start. The Patriots might be back. They've basically signed everybody. Uh, We'll talk about all that stuff, all the other free agency moves that are going around, rumors, uh, and we have a couple great guests. If you like this show, Please tell a friend to tell a friend and get into the bracket bonanza that we have going on right now. It's at $51,000 in the pot. If it becomes the biggest bracket on the March Madness Live app, that's going to go up to $75,000. And if 50,000 or more people get into this bracket, Pat's going to give away $100,000 to the winner of the challenge. So make sure you tell a friend about that. Get in it yourself. And uh, let's get into it. Uh, shout out to Steve Austin. Obviously, Austin 316 is something that, you know, changed a lot of kids' lives around the world. And today we celebrate that by probably wetting at least four people off the calls whenever they call into us today. 1-888-MAD-DOG-6. <coughs> There's a lot going on in the world right now. We are in the middle of a free agency frenzy. Now, obviously, March Madness is about to pop off here in Indiana. We have a Bracket Bonanza Challenge happening on the March Madness Live app. $51,000 to the winner. If we become the largest bracket on the March Madness Live app, which Bleach Report currently has a 23,000-person one, we're at like 16,000 or something like that. If we become the largest Bracket Bonanza Challenge on the March Madness Live app, that'll go to 75,000. Giveaway, and then if it hits fifty thousand entries, which it won't, okay, not a chance, no way. But if it does, we might as well celebrate. We'll give away a hundred thousand dollar prize to the person with the best bracket. That'll be judged with traditional scoring as opposed to a new underdog something scoring. We're going OG traditional method. It is not affiliated with anybody but the NCAA. With that being said, no international. Mm. Yeah, the yeah, NCAA yeah. said, we're all about building all these walls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the internet walls. Mm-hmm. If you're in Canada, don't even think about fucking getting into this thing. If you're in Australia, uh, Estonia, uh, Belgium, and you get it. Anywhere Jeez. where people listen to this show and watch this show, you're going to have to get a fake VPN to say you're mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. But we need to get this thing up. If it's the biggest on the on the app. 75 grand if we get to 50,000, which it will not happen, goes to 100 grand. At least 51,000 being giveaway now. Get in. What are you waiting for? You are going to predict the perfect bracket, but it's still going to lose because I'm going to predict the perfect graphic or the perfect bracket, and I'm also <laughs> going to guess the final score exactly right. No, oh, I am. No, 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 no you can't win. No, I'm, I'm going to win. win. No, you cannot no, win. I'm going to win. No, no. I'm going to win. So no. you can't win. No, you can't win. No, you're Canadian. I said it yesterday. You cannot win. I already Anyways, anyways. We have all entered, okay? It is a little bit of a intra-office, you know, battle going on for who's going to have the best bracket. My wife also filled one out. She has no idea about any of the teams and a thing. That'll, she'll probably win. Oh, yeah, right. probably. But that's what we're saying. We want more people in because we want that thing to get to 75000 So if you've already entered, be a friend, tell a friend. Let's make this thing a beautiful tradition we do annually to bet on these collegiate student human athletes uh, as they play in a March Madness. Shout out to everybody that's already signed up. I mean, 17000 or something like that in one day. Pretty good. Pretty good. No affiliation with the app, so our picture's not even up there. Not very easy to find. Pretty good. Never done it before. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. 
Anyways, let's talk about free agency. That started really going into full effect yesterday. The legal tampering period for the 2021 NFL season free agency uh, frenzy started yesterday at noon. A lot of teams uh, made some signings, okay? We learned a lot yesterday. Some big names got off the board. And after we went off the show yesterday, Jameis Winston going back to New Orleans. Congrats. Sean Sharania, basketball insider, (laughs) broke that news. We put some pieces together. Uh, The New Orleans Pelicans NBA team in the New Orleans Saints, same ownership, same same, ah. I think same social media. I would assume it's the same thing. Shams got ties in the NBA. Oh, yeah. So the NBA ties got Shams to break the news that Jameis Winston's going back to New Orleans for a deal worth up to $12 million. There's now a quarterback competition uh, between Taysom Hill, who, pay, who got paid a four-year $140 million deal a couple of days ago. Uh, all years voidable, so that means absolutely nothing. But uh, Sean Payton just said this morning on the Dan Patrick show, he said that they're, they're set at quarterback. They feel as if those two are going to be able to compete to go on to be their quarterback. So congrats to Jameis Winston being the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. That's a big deal. This is a massive deal for Jameis Winston who just one year ago, okay, one year ago, couldn't find a job. Uh, he, he had just led the NFL in passing yards. He, he had his most, but he threw uh, also like touchdowns to the other team almost just as much as he did for his own team he gets lasik surgery he signs a one million dollar deal min deal basically to go to new orleans within the division he says it's harvard of of football now sean payton's like we want you back let's go drew Brees crying this is your team now Mm -hmm. i mean it's a whole thing good for Jameis. good for the saints can't wait to see what they pull off another quarterback signed yesterday ryan fitzmagic a man who came on this show and said that he had fire back inside of him after playing for the Dolphins this past season, was entering a free agency not knowing who was going to want him, who was going to want to have Fitzmagic in their uniform and make it his ninth team in the NFL potentially. Well, the Washington football team signed him to a one-year $10 million deal. Fitzmagic is back. There was a little bit of a little bit of a conversation, like he's leaning towards retirement. Fitzmagic is thinking about retiring, and we all came out and was like, that sounds like bullshit. Mm-hmm. Guess what it was? Yep. Now he and Taylor Heineke, who might be the same people, different ages. Ooh. Yeah. Not 100% sure. Only got to see Taylor Heineke in one game. That earned him like a $7 million job. Now you got $10 million Fitzmagic, who's been there, done that, going into his 16th year in the NFL. Harvard grad. In his 16th year, he's making $10 bucks to play quarterback. Good for Ryan Fitzmagic. Good for the Washington football team. Bud Dupree signed with the Tennessee Titans. This is massive and terrible for the AFC South. Bud Dupree, whenever he was playing for the Steelers last year, the Steelers were undefeated in their defense of line was literally just meeting at the quarterback. Mm-hmm. TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Bud Dupree, they were a prob uh to a to uh uh uh, what's his name? Tyson Alula. Alula. They had they were just crushing and killing people. How you doing? Keep it moving. Offense wasn't that great a lot of games. Defense was winning those games. D-line was a, Bud Dupree tears his ACL. Whole team looks very different. Now, obviously, you lose an all-pro, Pro Bowl-type talent. Your team's going to look different. But that entire team looked different whenever Bud got hurt. I wanted him in the Indianapolis Colts uniform. Mm. Bad. Coming off an ACL, nobody knew what was really going to happen. He gets a five-year, 82 and a half million dollar deal 35 million guaranteed to go play for the tennessee titans vrabel's got an absolute stud let's assume science has figured out how to get him back from yep. his acl tear mm-hmm. and he's going to be the same dominant player congrats to vrabel and then when it comes to basically every other free agent that you've ever heard of okay 
every single one. And we are now literally nine minutes in to day two of the free agent tampering period. Tomorrow kicks off the league year. Deals are allowed to be done right now for Every other free agent that you've heard of and you thought like, okay, I want that person on my team and they've been signed already, they're at the fucking New England Patriots. <laughs> yes! The New England Patriots have $137 million in guaranteed money already on the table. Just in 24 hours and 10 minutes and... 20 seconds. They have $137.5 million in guarantees. The New England Patriots looked at this free agency and said, these motherfuckers want to say we're dead. Mm. <laughs> did they see the roster we were playing with? Yeah, it's not. Obviously, we don't have Tom Brady, but did you see everything else? And everybody's like, well, Bill, that's you put that roster together. And he's like, you're right, you're right. We're huh. on to the fucking free agency, too. Wait, do you see what we do? Day one, these motherfuckers think I'm not going to play any games. $137.5 million in guarantees. Day one for the New England Patriots in this free agency period in 2021, where Bill Belichick is potentially staring into the mirror and saying, I ain't here for a long time anymore. I'm here for a good time. We need to turn this thing around quick. How do we do that? What's an offense that was beating us a little bit? Okay, let's go with an athletic quarterback who happened to also have double tight ends, Sets. The game is potentially changing. How do we do that? Okay, we'll bring in number 81 who played running back, tight end, H-back, and I believe an ex-receiver at one point, John New Smith, the man who is built like a Greek god. Let's bring him in there. Everybody's like, okay, so he's got his tight end. And Bill Belichick's like, wait a motherfucking minute. Hold on. Everybody thought Hunter Henry was the guy. We got him too. Signed Hunter Henry to the New England Patriots this morning. This is unbelievable. Now their offense. Now you got to bank that Cam Newton is going to be more of the good that we saw from this past season as opposed to the pretty bad that we saw this past off, or this past season. But two tight ends that are an absolute weapon. Bring in Agle. Then they got Kendrick Bourne. Then they got Julian Edelman still there. Nikhil Harry now, which everybody says is a mistake in New England. Allegedly, three teams are now trying to trade for him, which sounds a lot like Bill Belichick's. Like, yeah, tell him uh, a bunch of people fucking want Nikhil Harry. <laughs> no, he's good. How many people? Three. Yeah, three people. This offense has transformed to one day with over a hundred and some million dollars in guarantees. They also add to the defensive line and a lot of not not people talking about. Henry Goose Anderson, formerly of the Jets mm -hmm. yes. and of the Colts. I'm a big fan of his. That's a hell of a ball player. The New England Patriots might have got themselves back into the conversation of what team's going to do some shit in the AFC. And Bill Belichick is like, people forgot. They're going to be players, we assume, in the next couple of days as well. Everybody's saying they're not done yet somehow. I don't know what else they're going to possibly do. But the moves that have been made have done one thing and one thing alone. That has brought out the wicked awesome New England fan base that was very quiet for some time. Oh, yeah. They're trying to be respectable. Hey, it's not our time anymore. Not our time. <laughs> oh, my God. Open the door of insufferability. Yeah. They are back. Patriots fans, right back into thinking we're the greatest team on earth because... Every, there's a lot of teams that could do what the Patriots did yesterday. Oh, yeah. They chose not to. Teams spend in free agency. It doesn't always work out. But you guys have full faith that the players that are coming in make you guys a contender all of a sudden. All the way back. I mean, you wanted to see this from Bill, but more so it just reinforces the fact that he's heard everything. He's heard the noise. The Patriots are dead forever. They got to go into a five-year rebuild. And now all of a sudden bring in a couple tight ends, couple wide receivers. Let's fix up the D-line. I mean, it's perfect. The Patriots are all the way back. I feel bad for the Buffalo Bills because they thought they were going to run the East for the next 20 years. Bill, and here we are. Bills Mafia, okay? The door opened last year. Tom Brady moves out of town. The big bad wolf is gone. 
This is now our team or our division. They thought maybe the Dolphins will start cooking. The Dolphins like, don't you worry about us. We don't care. We'll fucking we'll get rid of everybody good we have. Hey, we'll take care. We understand the deal here. We know what's going on. We're not. Come on. We got we got this with Josh Allen, first year to second year. Wow, what a jump. Second year to third year. Holy shit. Now they got a quarterback, they got a team, they got a head coach, they got a GM that's making moves. The Buffalo Bills thought to themselves, and Bills Mafia thought, we're good. We're good for at least the next five, ten years or whatever. This is gonna be us. We got the guy now, Josh Allen. Cam Newton, I'm not hundred percent sure everybody believes is gonna be the guy, but I think what the moves that Bill Belichick is making right now, if Cam Newton turns out not to be the guy, I assume Bill will make a move. Like, I assume Bill is in a go for broke. This ain't over. I'm still the best of all time. I need to succeed one more time here to get everybody off my ass, basically. I'm the greatest. Here we go. I just, this mindset that Bill has, like, we are going to get better. Yeah. Like, listen, we if something ain't working, we're going to get better. I, you said it's kind of like he heard everybody. Mm-hmm. I like the thought that this is potentially some petty signing. Yeah. Like, hey, you know what? Wait till they see... Wait till they, they want to talk shit on me, huh? Oh. I'm going to put my dog out there. That The dog will answer questions. <laughs> yep. Okay, and we'll do all this thing. But I think if it doesn't work out with Cam, they're okay with making another move mm-hmm. middle of the season if they have to. It feels like Bo- or New England is going for it. Another team mm-hmm. is going for it. Indianapolis Colts, what are we doing? Uh-oh. No. Uh-oh. What are we? I mean, we traded for a quarterback, I guess. So, yeah. that's good. We got a quarterback. That's a yeah. big move. Huge. That's a yeah. big, big move. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. But there was some other some other potential. Now, granted, if you're a team and you're, you have cap space and no money has been spent, no, there's a lot of free agents still out there. Oh, yeah. Plenty. Kenny Galladay, best wide receiver in the free agent market. Everybody by everybody except for New England's opinions, I guess, here. <laughs> he's still out there. Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, oh, yes. He's still out there. Trent Williams, still out there. Kyle Van Noy, still out there. there Richard Sherman, still out there. There's a Chris Carson who everybody's talking about could potentially going to different places, I guess. The New England Patriots are also in on a running back. They're going to sign a running back today. Will it be Chris Carson or Lombardi Lenny, Leonard Fournette? I mean, there is a lot of those conversations. There's still a lot of players out there. So if you're a Colts fan like I am, or if your team has some money and they haven't done anything, I think you have to sit back and think, Mm -hmm. let's not bash them yet. But don't worry. If nothing happens with all that money, there will be bashing, I assume, from everybody about what the fuck are we doing here because this year offers an opportunity. Now, granted, they're signing everybody like two-year deals. Uh, Tooney goes to the Chiefs, mm-hmm. obviously, yesterday, two-year deal. It's a four-year deal, but his first two years fully guaranteed, so it's basically a short deal here. Everybody's doing that because of the opportunity with the salary cap situation. You're seeing Bill say, fuck it, let's go for it. Other teams are not doing it. I assume today some people are going to open a pocketbook up a that little bit. That would... So, like, I'm used to it because the Steelers... Tom Diggs speaking, by the way. Diehard Steelers. Steelers shit. never spe- uh, spend any money in free agency. So, I'm not I'm used to it. This doesn't bother me. But if I'm a team like the Colts who have so much money available and they're still not spending, that would drive me insane. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. But you, you, it's it's been really difficult. I, last night, we were on actually uh, Twitter Spaces, which is a knockoff of Clubhouse. Oh, yeah. Which I don't think they got all the kinks out of that tech yet because I've been kicked <laughs> out of my own space a few times and people got muted. It was an absolute blast. Great. But that was when uh, a lot of the new there was news. Jameis mm-hmm. signed, and then this signed, and then this happened, and this morning you see that it's been difficult just to sit back and be like, what, what are we gonna? But then you have to remind yourself, Kenny Galladay still out there. Yeah. yeah. Trent Williams, who's an absolute stud tackle from the San Francisco 49ers. Previously, he was traded there. He is an absolute – he's still out there. So there's still very high-end 
people that you can get to add to your team that immediately makes them better. I mean, Kyle Long's not really being talked about in this entire thing. Mm -hmm. If he's back to form at all, Mm -hmm. there's another fucking all-pro offensive lineman who was taking visits to the Raiders and to the Chiefs. I'd assume more people would be like, hey, let's just not necessarily take the cheapest deal of all time. Do you feel like you can move a little bit? Yeah, let's talk about this. And Dominican Sue potentially going back. I mean, there's a lot of big-name guys still out there if anybody else wants to get in the market, which I assume everybody will at Tushman. Do you think this will move pretty quickly today? And do you think because the Patriots have been so aggressive, it might kind of like expedite some teams saying like, okay, hey, like we need we need to go get this guy now. And it's very interesting because I would assume a lot of the judgment is, oh, the shitty teams, you know, the shitty, shitty right. franchises yeah. are always spending money. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's the shitty franchises. They're the ones that spend money. Uh, we don't, like Mike Tomlin told Chase Young this past season, which was a hilarious line, I don't ever want to lose enough games to be able to draft you mm-hmm. okay I, I they don't make they don't make guys like you where i want to be drafting where i want to be picking at which is an incredible line that mindset is kind of similar to how people view free agency it's like we don't ever want to be in a position where we have to spend blah 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 but i think whenever bill belichick starts doing things it's going to catch everybody in the nfl and go like you see what fucking Bill's doing? And they're like, yeah, but their team stinks. It's like, yeah, but the franchise doesn't. So yeah. maybe there is a chance you can cycle through both styles here where you can maybe have your own homegrown guys that do well, but also you can recognize an opportunity in a situation like COVID has done. Anybody that has some money, they should potentially go in there. It's what Bill's doing. I'm not saying we should do it. I'm just saying mm-hmm. the greatest of all time, the guy that hosts the show that describes who's the greatest of all time, He's the guy doing the same thing. Maybe we should think about it, and maybe he will potentially influence others to get active, but it's always like that old-school mentality. But now you got the oldest of old school doing something very different. I'm intrigued to see how the ripple effect goes throughout the rest of the well, league. Well, yeah, because for 10-plus years, that's how Bill attacked free agency. And now out of nowhere, he's doing this, like, and it's throwing everyone. Because he, he traded for Moss, yeah. right? Trades Cheap, for though. sure. He's made some trades. Like he has done that stuff. Yeah, and then Moss was like a fourth rounder or something yeah. like mm-hmm. that. Like yeah. that. And I almost got in trouble for a tweet I put out. What's that? I was like, so Randy Moss is equivalent to a potential fourth round <laughs> wide receiver. Like, <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? And they're like, please don't be discussing anybody else's deals. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, and then Randy went on to do. Yeah. Um, 20, I, 20 I, I, touchdowns. Yeah, and I almost wanted to do like a callback. Like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, maybe I should get into your job. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I just, I'm, I'm thinking this is a bad deal here for somebody. Somebody's getting fucking screwed in this thing. That's always happened. But now that he's just like, yeah, fuck it. Okay. We only got this time. How old is he now? 68? Bill? 69, going on 69. 70. Yeah, he yeah. said at one point he would, thought about 70 would be the finish line. Mm-hmm. But then as he got closer to 70, he said, eh, it's not as old as I thought it was going to be or whatever. I think he's like, we are turning this thing around very quickly. And that's why all anybody's saying in negative to all these moves is they still got Cam Newton, a quarterback, Cam Newton, quarterback. It, if you see what he's doing right now, before the signing day, even like signing even happens before the league in the tampering period, what he's doing, let's assume that he'll be okay to make a move. If that doesn't work out again next year, you know, it's just like the mindset of bill right now is changing into a much more new school mindset, but it's because he is potentially in his last chapter of this entire thing. It's interesting because that is going to affect everybody. The yesterday, the Patriots and since yesterday, um, Trent Brown, Resign Cam Newton, Judon, Hunter Henry, Johnu Smith, what? Aguilar, Kendrick Byrne, Devon Godshow, mm-hmm. Jalen Mills, 
Henry Goose Anderson. They re-sign Mr. Wise. Dante Hightower and Patrick Chung come back off the opt-out. Their entire team, in the matter of 24 hours, went from, oh, they're going to grind it out, they're going to win some games, it's going to be close games, all of a sudden to this team is going to win 10 games again. This yeah. team's going to win 11 games somehow because of the amount of pieces they have, and you just assume that Josh McDaniels, you assume Ernie Sims, is that his name? Uh, Adams. Ernie Adams. <laughs> Ernie Sims, Sims is a great, great athlete. Yeah, great athlete. Out of Florida State. Oh, yeah. Got drafted to Detroit. Came played. It wasn't played for the Eagles. Played for the Colts. Great man. He's now a player development person, I think, for FIU, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. Shout out to Ernie Sims. Ernie Adams, though, he's there. Bill Bell. Let's assume that they will be able to figure out how to make this a profitable outcome in the end. But if they win games, it's going to change how everybody views free agency. Because everybody knows if somebody gets cut from the Patriots, everybody in the league wants to sign them. If it's good enough for Bill, it's good enough for me. That is a mindset for a lot of people. This could change things entirely going forward. And a big conversation, you know, this whole season was how the draft, they're so terrible. Bill's been so terrible in the draft, but because we don't have to sign guys like the Colts do because they've been so good in the draft, <laughs> we don't have to worry about oh, that yeah. aside from our punter Jake Bailey. And yeah. so we can just spend all this cash on guys Is he who a free are free agent. Uh, he's got, I believe, one more year left. So a lot of people are tweeting, there. we need a punter. He's like, no, you don't. That guy is unbelievable. He, is yeah. he bombs balls, that guy up there. All the key places, it feels like they got got. In the NFL now, in 2021, got to have a tight end. Yep. Got to have a good tight end. Now they have two stud tight ends. With If Cam Newton can play. Everybody talks about how bad Cam Newton is, and there's a couple plays that he had last year, numerous plays that he had last year, that were not good. Tough. Tough to watch. Yeah. Tough to watch. But there was also some plays last year where you're like, oh, there it is. Like, that is... That's the cam. Yeah. And then you listen to that interview he gave on the I Am Athlete podcast where he's like, I'm not going out. I'm not going out like that. You would assume he has a lot to prove. But, boy, that fucking Patriots team. I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. But 24 hours later here, all of a sudden, the Patriots are in real conversation again. And I assume that was by design. Joining us now is a man who knows a lot about that Patriots organization. Served as an advisor, I believe, or counsel to the head coach in New England. Was a GM in the NFL. uh, Has worked every position in National Football League. To chit-chat about what's going on in New England and league-wide. Friend of the show. Author of gridiron genius host of the lombardi line in the gm shuffle founder of the daily coach which is an email newsletter a man that has more jobs than any of us and succeeds at all of them paisan michael lombardi. Yeah! Yeah! I, I appreciate it. uh you sound bad are you is it going to cut out every other word you think here let's do a little test one two one two one two yeah. Nah, nah, we got called back. It's our side, not yours. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. Looks good with great that it. switch. Yeah, he does. He got a good great for the intro great. It was a good intro. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to hit all those again. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was a, that was Clip that was one of those. Back. Yeah, that was one of those ones. Like while I'm in the middle of it, I'm like, oh, I think I can. I think I can hit for the cycle here. I think I can hit all. He of them. did. And he I crushed did. it. I got all the way through it. I'm thankful for it. And what I just said, I can't echo that again any louder, ladies and gentlemen. A man who, no, <laughs> Michael Lombardi. Thank you, Pat. It's good to be here. Good to see you. Oh, it's such a better connection. It was our fault. It's great to have you back. Let's talk. Let's dive right into it. You're a man who has done a lot of things in the NFL, but I think a lot of people are most interested by the fact that you have a close relationship with the greatest coach of all time, which is Bill Belichick. Obviously, your kid coaches up there. One of your kids coaches up there. You have deep ties up there. This 
free agency frenzy in the last 24 hours out of Bill Belichick is something that I don't think any person, maybe you did, saw coming. This is going to change the game for a lot of other people because other people are going to see Bill Belichick did it. We can start doing this. He has been a madman in spending $137.5 million in guarantees. Did you see this coming? What do you think this says about the mindset of a friend of yours, Bill Belichick? You know, I tweeted out on Monday that they would have a different team by Friday, and I, and I kind of truly felt they would do this. Uh, look, they went through a tough year last year, and, and I think this is this is not just uh, Belichick just throwing things in the shopping cart as he goes down the aisle. This is a strategic plan that he had. At the end of the year, he knew he had a team with very little skill players, no tight ends, uh, receivers that really couldn't make plays or be dynamic, a quarterback that didn't throw the ball effectively, but ran the ball well. And so I think what he decided to do is get back to his roots, right? He needed to fix his offensive and defensive lines. He trades for Trent Brown, signs a couple guys in the defensive front to help him, and then try to improve the skill level of his team. And what I think people are missing the boat here a little bit is there's a variance in the market. And this is all COVID-related. The Patriots took a huge hit last year with all those opt-outs. And they got a ton of cap room. This time last year, the Patriots had no cap room. They couldn't offer Cam Newton a full contract. But this year, because of the opt-outs, they are one of the few teams that has cap room. And if you notice through free agency, the only teams that are really spending any money are the teams with cap room. The Colts are the only exception. They'll get involved, I'm sure, here sooner. Jacksonville spending money. The Jets spending money. The Bengals spending money. And so the Patriots, as they always do, when everybody zigs, they zag. When everybody zags, they zig. And so this year, they have all the money. And they can get whatever they want to get done because they have a chance. Now, the strategic part of that is they're signing young guys in their 20s, guys that have a chance to get to their second contract so or their third contract, and guys that have been durable and guys that have started games, You know, whether it's Matt Judon, whether it's Drew, Drew Smith, whether it's Hunter Henry. These guys are young players that started games that have durability and they're going to make their roster immediately better. Now, it's all going to come together, and that's going to be where Belichick steps in. Okay, so you just talked about a lot of things there about the Patriots last year and the thoughts and what they're thinking going into this thing. And it's not, you know, by the way, there's a lot of teams that have money every offseason, but they're, you know, their philosophy is we're not going to go out and spend or overspend. We're not going to do this. We're going to do what we got to do. The fact that Bill Belichick, the man who is at the top of everybody's football, the fact that he's going all in and doing this, I think this will have a ripple effect. You it, Like years down the road, it's like, hey, remember Bill, whenever he built his last team, he went all in, built that team from, from cash and everything like that. Is this a turning of the tide, you think, in the NFL that a lot more people will start to do this as the salary cap goes up to $250 million, they're saying, in five years from now? But, you know, I think three years from now, these deals won't look that bad. I think this. I think that hmm. because there were so few teams in competition for some of these players. Even though he overpaid, it wasn't an overpayment to where you would typically see had there been a bunch of teams with cap room. Because teams are so tight on cap room, the marketplace and the agents are willing to take deals. I mean, Will Fuller's trying to hold out for a huge deal. Nobody wants to pay him that money because he's an eight-game starter. He's not 16. And that's what's going on with the receiver market. That's why we're having a little bit of congestion there. But for the most part, these agents have decided, look, this no market. There's no other team getting money. I better take the deal. It's a good deal. It's an overpaid deal. Maybe it's not an top echelon deal, 
but I'll take it. Look, Warren Buffett does. Warren Buffett and Belichick have a lot in common, and they constantly go against the grain. And I think this is one of those instances where Belichick felt like I got to make my team better. But the value of my team isn't very good in terms of the skill level. I've got to improve. And we see Buffett do that sometimes when he make, takes on company. People say, why would he buy that company? And three years later, it looks like the right idea. Shout out Warren Buffett creating Sirius basically as his own radio because he wanted to build more cars, which he owns all of them. So congrats. <laughs> Shout out Warren Buffett for helping us out directly. Lombardi. So, you know, for me, my weight comes in phases. Okay, my weight, my body weight. All right. And I'll get publicly body shamed because I'm a person who's on camera every single day. So people get to see me, you know, at different versions of me. And I hear it and it actually motivates me into like, okay, I got to get down so that I can inevitably get up. Because if I keep getting up, these tweets are going to come in bulk and I don't want that in my life. Okay. So it's, it's actually, now I don't think people should do it to other people, but for me, it's actually a nice little motivation. Like, yeah, they're right. I'm going to do this. You think Bill Belichick heard everybody saying, this guy stinks. Do you think he heard everybody saying that the Patriots, we're going to suck forever. I don't know Bill Belichick at all, but I would assume there is a chance that he did hear what people were saying, and he goes, oh, is, is that right? Now, that might be a misread by me because I do not know him, but do you think he heard all that? And does that factor into any of his, you know, like we need to expedite this whole process of getting back to greatness? I think what he saw was a bad team last year. He knew it. I mean, he knew it, but he was hamstrung. He couldn't do anything. I think when you read his quotes about how they – and he couldn't really change the cap. I think no one needed to tell him his team was terrible last year. No one needed to tell him that you can't play Ryan Izzo as your starting tight end. That's all he had. No one needed to tell him that, you know, his skill players just weren't dynamic and could make plays. So I think he's a realist. The one thing about Belichick that I've always admired about him is you could tell him the truth, and he doesn't want to hear some, some superlatives that you throw his direction. He wants you to tell him the truth. And – the truth was they're no good. I think any other coach coaching that team would have won three games. He won seven, you know, and so I think it was one of his better coaching jobs with really a very untalented, undescriptive team. And I think he realized he had to do it. Look, does he, you know, would he rather bottom fish? He'll start bottom fishing now, sure. But he needed to get better, and he and strategically got better. The middle of the field. When he came into Cleveland in 1991, he handed me a piece of paper. And on that piece of paper, when he goes in the Hall of Fame, I'll give it to the Hall of Fame. It said basically how he wanted to build a team with the ability to control the football field down the middle. That's all he's done. Do you so have far. a picture of that? Do you have a picture of that piece of paper? I, I Yeah, I do. It's in my office downtown. I'll I'll. I'll Picture, I'll set a picture of it to you. Yeah, yeah you I should tweak that. Yeah, yeah, you should, you should tweak that out because that is how he's building this team right now. Like they, in the middle, right? It's that 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 it's really it's really not a secret. It's really straight down the middle where the tight ends control. Tight ends in football are like are like the knights in the chess game. They're so versatile. They can do so much. So if Belichick gets in twelve personnel with Smith and Hunter, Henry. You know, now do you play nickel to that? Do you play base to that? How do you want to match up? You want to play? So there's all different variations. Bro, the screen game, they're allegedly in for a running back right now, Chris Carson, potentially Leonard Fournette. Do you think they'll get one I of those deals? Be those two guys. I, 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 the guy that I think is a target for teams to go get is, and I can't believe Denver did this, is Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay is the West Welker. Now, here's the other part I wanted to make today before we get there. In 2004, or 2005, Jesus. The Patriots lost to your Colts, Pat, in a conference championship game. Yep. Hell yeah. Remember? 
I was they in went, high school. After the game, they had to fly to Hawaii because the, back then you had a coach in the Pro Bowl if you lost the conference championship game. When they got to Hawaii, that was not a vacation for those Patriot coaches. They were meeting every morning at 6 o'clock, and they were going over their team, and they were preparing for the next year. And they came out of those meetings with a strategic plan, and that plan included Wes Welker. That's how Wes Welker got there. So what he's doing this year is no different than what he did years ago. People just don't remember it. So I think that's the case, and I think this is what you'll see. The running back, Lindsey, how they only tendered him his first right of refusal. It opens up a possibility. Some team can come off from a one-year cap number at $7 million, and how do the Broncos match that? He's a great nickel back, a great running back that I think people go after. The other guy, Mike Davis at Chicago, I think he's an outstanding player. I would look at those two guys first. Okay, so they're saying they're going to add a running back up there in New England. There's a bunch of guys that are still available um, with – The guess- running back, it's non-existent. Nobody wants to pay for a back. I mean, Aaron Jones is a weapon. He's not a running back. He's a weapon. I've said that many times. He got paid because he can influence the passing game. That's why I like Lindsey so much. Hey, you think Kyle Van Noy's going back to New England? Ooh. I did not hear that. He might be, but I haven't heard that. Why, why do you – now, okay, so like – Bud Dupree gets paid to go down to... Is there a break? we have a break? Here we go. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Oh. Okay. Somebody just got paid Lombardi. Is it a New England Patriot? Is it another player? My sports update. Ravens are bringing back one of their own re-signing linebacker, Tyus Bowser, to a four-year $22 million deal with $12 million in guarantees per cap on NFL. Former second-round pick in 2017. Okay, congrats to Tyus. Yeah, Okay, Mr. Bowser. Um, okay, let's get back to, I mean, that's big money. Good for him. They just lost Judon. They're going to have to make some other moves, I believe. They brought in a guard because mm-hmm. replacing Yonda is going to be very difficult. Let's do that with the Patriots. They lose Tooney. That's a big deal, is it not? How, how do you think Bill goes around that whole operation with the offensive line? Well, you know, he's got Shaq Mason at one guard. He's got the kid from Michigan. I can't pronounce his, his name. He'll be the starting left guard. The question is center, right? I think with them signing Hunter Henry, it may not allow them to sign David Andrews back. I think David Andrews could end up in Miami. And if that's the case, then I think the Patriots will sign either Ted Karras or they'll sign Rodney Hudson. They'll sign somebody who becomes available at center, Dan Freeney. I don't know who, you know, and then they'll plug him in at center. I think they made a decision that where are they going with Andrews? Where are they going with Hunter Henry? They can't sign everybody. It took the guy that could put the ball in the end zone. Congrats to Bowser, by the way. What do you got, Connor? Mike Onwenu, unbelievable at guard, Michigan guy, big boy. Uh, but Mike Lombardi, what is the deal with Cam? If he comes out and plays you know, so-so, will Belichick go after a QB, or also will they draft a QB now in the first round? You know, I think the two things, it's a great question. So Cam's $14 million deal. So all these deals we read about online, they're all coming from the agents. So they're always higher than what we ever really think until we see the deal. <laughs> Cam, it was $14 million, It really ends up being $3.5 million of guarantees, right? So I don't think Cam was guaranteed anything other than you can compete. Do I think the Patriots draft a quarterback? I don't think there's any doubt. If they like one, they'll take one. Do I think they move up to get one? I wouldn't be surprised if they did, if they like one. So the, they re- 
like that. The only so, oh, I um, think Cam Paisan, Paisan. The only the only reaction that has been negative to all these moves. Now, granted, a lot of people are talking about how they would have never paid these players this amount of money, but those people never had to put together an actual team, only fantasy team. So it, it's kind of a little bit different. But when it comes to everybody's, they're like, if Cam Newton plays the way he played last year, they got no chance. And to Connor, what he was alluding to there, it's nice to hear you. Bill will go get another quarterback, right? He's not scared at all to go ahead. Like, Cam Newton is going to have to compete, you think. Like, you have an outright, he's going to have to compete for that role, which, by the way, is big news. Do you think that's a free agent, somebody? Do you think that's Stidham? Do you think they're potentially going to go? Like, how do you think that plays out? I I think it's still yet to be determined. I mean, let's say, you know, I don't know if they can afford Jimmy Garoppolo now based on where he is in his cap. So it may not be a guy like Garoppolo at a high cap number, but let's, I don't know who it could be. It could be. It could be a draft choice. More than likely, it'll be a draft choice. But I think everybody, all these guys they signed, are going to have to come in and earn their right and compete. Even though they got big money, they're going to have to earn their job. They're not just going to be given it. That's going to be the first staff. That's going to be the first meeting they all go to is, fellas, I don't care how much you make, the best players are going to play. And I think that's what he'll do. So, yeah. I and think he Cam means that, too. That I think their feeling with Cam was, yes, he, early in the year he played better. They had no weapons. They want to give him a chance to have some weapons to see if he can play better. Um, he means that, too. Like, it doesn't matter how much we pay you. You'll get the job if you're the best. Because a lot of people say that, and that's complete bullshit. I feel like Belichick's like, hey, listen, at this stage, I've already had enough L's, allegedly. If <laughs> if you were an L, go ahead and get out. Go ahead and get out. Um what do you think happens with Sam Darnold before we let you go? I know you probably have a good network of people you still talk to around the NFL. It is reported that eight teams were interested in Sam Darnold. Do you feel like that's bullshit, that's real? You think that they're going to move on? What do you think is going to happen with Sam Darnold? I mean, I think they want a high second-round pick, somewhere between 33 and 39. Then they want a player. I think that's the asking price. Now, if somebody wants to give them a low one, I'm sure they'll take that. But I think that's the ask right now. I know of one team that's really nibbling around it very much. Uh, I think I think the conversation really comes in. Are they going to take Zach Wilson? Do they like Zach William, Wilson that much better than Sam Darnold? I think that's the real conversation. You know, so we'll see. Uh, I think you can have Sam Darnold. I think there's a there's talk about internally how much better is zach wilson that's what joe douglas is getting paid six million dollars a year for he's got to figure out who's really better is zach wilson significantly better than Darnold, or would i be better off taking the tackle from oregon and having the two best offensive linemen at tackle in the nfl and building my team that way i think that's the decision he has to make well it sounds like you made your decision there if you were i i really have i mean i think that look i like zach wilson but i think that look as i've said before the greatest coach in the history of the sport, Don Shula, had Dan Marino from the time he was 24 to he was 29. They didn't make the playoffs. It's more – the NFL is more than just a quarterback. It's a complete team. You had Peyton Manning. There's no greater player than Peyton Manning. He went to three conference championship games in his 12 years at the Colts. That's light. That's not enough. He should have been to every conference championship game. He's that great. So you need a great team around him. Did you just say you, – you just took some shots there at the Colts organization. Whoa. <laughs> I did. Yeah, 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 we heard it. I think what happens is you get you get caught up in, you know, you think the quarterback, everybody thinks, you know, what's the question everybody asks you? Can this guy lead us to a Super Bowl? And what I'm trying to say with that statement is not even the great Peyton Manning can lead you to a Super Bowl. Got it. Got it. I mean, he did win a couple, but you're saying you need an entire team. This you isn't- need a team. You need, a, you need yeah. all, it's all got to come together. 
Hey, it's the greatest team sport in the world. That's Ladies great. and gentlemen, we appreciate a man who's a part of our team, Michael Lombardi. Yeah! Most guys have tried a lot of different ways to, you know, try to last a little bit longer yeah. when making love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Think about your baseball team. That's a boring sport. That'll turn me off, right? Yeah, absolutely. Should. Maybe you start listing off cities and states. Maybe you start doing the alphabet backwards. Whatever you end up doing, you need to not do it anymore. Knock it off. Not if it's going to work. Okay. Uh -uh. You're before the time you get to the the shortstop. It's already happened. Good. All right. That's right. What you need is a real tag team partner whenever you're going in there. And our friends at Roman created just that with Roman Swipes. Roman Swipes are a swipe that comes in a discreet unmarked package uh, that shows up at your door. Then it's in a tiny little packet that you put in your pocket, small enough to fit in your wallet. Then right before it's time to make some love, right before it is time to go ahead and try to procreate, mm -hmm. maybe. Whenever it's time to go and put on a show, uh, you go ahead and go ahead and rub the swipe on. Uh, it'll it'll dry. It'll not transfer to your partner at all Ooh. and then you just have time of your life yeah get roman.com forward slash pat mcafee jesus that's get roman.com forward slash pat mcafee no mm -hmm. spaces uh and you can get your first month of swipes for just five dollars when you choose a monthly plan all right shout out to roman shout out to you shout out to get roman.com forward slash pat mcafee uh, first hour, we talked about a lot of things happening in the free agency world alongside a man named Michael Lombardi, who I think does have some connections to the New England Patriots team still. His son coaches there. I'd assume he still has some chats with Bill Belichick. And he talked about how when he first met Bill in 1991 at the Cleveland Browns organization, Bill Belichick basically wrote a manifesto on how he feels like the team will succeed. I assume Lombardi was in the personnel department. This is what we want. And in there, he talked about the middle of the field. Like, hey, we need do this new england has built their team completely up and completely differently than it was supposed to be in everybody's eyes they've paid 137.5 million dollars in guarantees over the last 25 hours three minutes and 42 seconds it is unbelievable what's going on in new england i'm happy for the guys getting paid but we might see said seismic shift that old buddy was talking about in Arizona with some of these free agents. Still big names on the board. Kenny Galladay still out there. Trent Williams is still out there. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is still mm -hmm. out there. Kyle Van Noy is still out there. Richard Sherman is still out there. Patrick Peterson still out there. Shaq Griffin just got signed to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have been very active in this game. Speaking of active, being back active, Kyle Long mm -hmm. is still available and a free agent at this point. There's a lot of names out there that people – Melvin Ingram is yeah. – Still, I mean, yeah. there is a lot of big names out there. Let's just assume they're all going to go to New England at this point. Yeah. Are you surprised by the fact that uh, Will Fuller was asking for a bigger deal this year with the cap being down? No, or? I respect that. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what you're going to do. Like, yeah. hey, I'm a free agent. I like a bigger deal. This is what we're doing. And I assume, by the way, people only make excuses if it doesn't fit what they want to do. So... Now, negotiations always going to be negotiations, but if a team wanted Will Fuller, now this is what Lombardi told us, right, yeah. is that yeah. Will Fuller was asking for a bigger deal, and mm -hmm. that's kind of holding up the entire wide receiver market. Haven't seen many big splashes other than Aguilar and, and Bourne, but the Galladay's, T.Y. Hilton, Juju, yeah. Will Fuller, there's still a lot of wide receivers out there. He said there's a logjam because what Will Fuller's asking for is not, you know, 
available in the current market with where the salary cap is with Uncle COVID and the salary cap going down $15.5 million. So the interesting thing is, how long will Will Fuller Fuller do that? Let's assume then he's only going to sign a one-year deal because he wants to hit actual free agency a year from now. And I thought about that, and we talked about that a couple times here over the last week. It's like, if you're a guy who this is your first time becoming a free agent, you're about to get paid, you think. And the salary cap does what it does, and the world is what it is. And although anybody can make a contract happen, we're watching that with voidable years and all that shit. It is a much easier way to make money whenever the free agency frenzy is a real one. And it's not just a couple teams that are in play. And it seems like that's going to happen next year, the year going forward. If you believe what's going on in Texas, there's a full stadium for the Rangers. Down in Florida, there's going to be a full arena in Jacksonville for UFC. I mean, there is just allegedly a lot more money coming. I would sign a one-year deal. I'm amazed at all these long-term deals are happening. Congrats to the teams for making them happen, and congrats to the agents. But if you're Will Fuller, I mean, you're definitely asking for a long deal. Yeah, I would. Oh, no. Are you serious? What? Oh, my God. This has been a week where people have been getting paid. This has been a happy week. All those years of training, all those years of practice, the missed parties in high school, the early morning runs, all of this comes to getting paid, and that's what the Brinks week is all about. That followed last week which is what we just saw when that Grim Reaper would come out and people were getting cut out of nowhere. People were getting fired. Contracts were getting ripped to shreds that everybody thought could never happen. Now, Evan Fox in the back room is saying, (laughs) from the clouds, the Grim Reaper Massacre Week has rolled into another week. What happened? At My Sports Update, Vikings are expected to release veteran D-tackle Shamar Steven after adding... Dolphin Tomlinson per Kaplan started all 16 games oh, last no. season. Move saves three point seven million dollars oh, in salary cap space. Oh, oh no. no! Sorry about Shamar, dude. Oh. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I love what Shamar's doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100 sure I knew he he was on the Vikings mm-hmm. and that he was potentially going to be three point seven million dollars next year. And that's on us. We should do some more research. But look for you know for every action. There's an equal and opposite reaction. Bingo. Oh. Right? Yep. So in this free agency world, when you're seeing all these signings, there's a chance, right, that what goes up must come down. There's going to have to be some some equaling out, balancing the checkbooks on the other side. Mm -hmm. So I think what we're potentially just all realizing here together is that although Brinks Week is a happy one, I feel like when the Brinks truck comes to one door, every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Masker week will continue, won't yeah. it? Oh, no. no. The Reaper. Shamar. Got it. He'll get picked up soon. He will. Yeah, started yeah. all 16 games last year. Yeah. $3.7 million started all 16 games. He'll get a job. He'll be back out there. Yeah. And all these other guys that are inevitably going to get cut too and yeah. continue Masker week. You guys are good enough players. Fine job. You guys are good enough players. Yeah. Now you're going to have to prove yourself again, which you probably didn't think was going to happen because you were going to be a multi-millionaire yet again the next year, and that's what a deal said that you made with a franchise. Oh. You're going to pay me this. I'm going to do this, and they said, "No, nah, well, you will, but not anymore." Okay, you'll do that somewhere else. That you'll get a job somewhere yeah. else. But boy, you know, for every up, there's a down. Yeah. Unfortunately, and that's kind of this world, isn't it? Man, Einstein, damn shame. E equals MC squared. Wow. Well done. Anyways, let's go to the phones, I guess. Man, everything was so positive. I know. People getting paid. I mean, that just smacked. Oh! Oh! We are back! We are 
got paid? Who got signed? Via Tom Pelissero, the arrow, the Chargers have re-signed kicker. The Money Badger, Mike Badgley, to a one-year deal per source. The Money Badger stays in L.A. Congrats. Congrats, Money Badger. It's good to be back. Ah, it's great to see positive stuff. Yeah, yeah. God. When you really dive into that contract, not necessarily great for the money badger. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, one-year deal, another proving year. I'd assume the guarantees aren't high. Going to have to make the team, going to have to compete. But if the money badger can get back to kicking how he was kicking, you know, whenever he was absolutely slaughtering footballs in the Chargers, like we have our guy for the next 10 years, that'll be good news. Had some downs last year. Chargers were potentially in the market for a new kicker, everybody thought. Bring the money badger back straight out of the U. Let him prove himself again. Then he'll get a deal next year go for the money back yeah, baby money badger good work baby he has an interesting swing his his swing is an interesting one how so he kind of like sits back a little bit parks it and huh. he he does kill balls though when he hits them yeah, slaughters them. slaughters them he's good he was with the colts let him go training camp yeah Vinatieri. i think he was uh, oh, okay. with Vinatieri, which is always good for people yeah mm-hmm. now I, I don't know how much you can learn about you know battling through some potential business of the NFL or potential uncertainty which comes with every kick. I don't know how you learn that from going through a training camp with Vinatieri or something like that. But there's other things. Robbie Gold. I mean Brandon mm-hmm. McManus, mm-hmm. Cody Parkey. Yeah. Uh, Shout out Bears. Mm-hmm. Shout out Bears. Bear down. You know, the Bears aren't really doing much, huh? Uh, not much, yeah. Well, hold they on. Are, I heard they about what you are about to say. They are oh, circling no. around Andy Dalton. Oh, you see there? I, I sniffing around? Uh-huh. The They're sniffing around? Mm-hmm. Wow. Want That'd be huge. You smell the gunpowder? Listen, <laughs> everybody talks about the gunpowder for hey, the Red right. Rocket. Everybody <laughs> talks about and wants to talk about Andy Dalton strictly because of his hair color, Okay. Strictly because he was with the fucking Bengals for a long time and succeeded with them. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, Andy Dalton got flattened, paved, rolled over as quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Nobody helped him up. No. What did Andy Dalton do? Got back on that horse, became Cowboy again, gets in the huddle. They start winning games. Oh, yeah. yeah. In the middle of, in the midst of absolute chaos down there in Dallas, Andy Dalton starts winning games. Guess what he did in Cincinnati? No indoor practice facility. They gave Hendrickson $60 million or something like that. Congrats to him, by the way, on the Bengals. $32 million guaranteed or something like that. $60 million. I had no idea there was that much money in the Bengals organization. Because if they're doing that for a great pass rusher last season for the New Orleans Saints, if they're doing that, you got to think they're building an indoor facility at some point for these guys to train and get those extra reps. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the Who Day. Yeah, Who Day Nation. Mm -hmm. The Bengals organization seems to be buying in a little bit. Yeah, Who Day. If they're spending $60 million on him, you got to think that they're going to at least build an indoor facility, which takes me back to the point. Andy Dalton was winning games with the Bengals team when the organization didn't even try to win. I would assume that Andy Dalton still got some good football left in him. Now, is Andy Dalton Deshaun Watson, which was allegedly going to be a bear at one point? Mm -hmm. Is he Russell Wilson, which was allegedly going to be a bear at one point very recently? I would assume that, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, no, no, no. But Andy Dalton would not do what Foles and Trubisky did last year in that Bears offense. I would like to say that would be an upgrade. Andy Dalton would be an upgrade over Mitchell Trubisky, how he played last year, Mm -hmm. not his potential. Mitchell Trubisky has the potential to be Maserati Mitch. 
MVP, Mitch. Okay, Ooh, yeah. Nickelodeon's valuable yep. player. Okay, yeah. like I think he has the potential to be great. Andy Dalton's going to come in there and he's going to do what Andy Dalton does. Yeah. He's just that's all he does. You have no idea what's coming with Mitch. You have no idea what's coming with Foles. You have no clue what's happening. Andy Dalton would be quite an upgrade, but he is not what they thought they were getting just a day or two ago. That was Russell fucking Wilson. Well, he's a nice consolation oh, okay. prize. Yeah, you sure. know, you think you're getting Rush, you think you're getting Deshaun, but hey, we still got Dalton. Guess what? If they need a guy to go out and go nine and eight next year. Dalton can do that. Yeah. Dalton's their hey. guy. Yes, he can. He's their this guy. This is when you go to the county fair and they ran out of the teddy bears, the big ones, and they give you like a fish instead. Yeah, it's well, the equivalence. I, you know what? Those oh, goldfish. Whoa. By the way, those goldfish are no, real. No, I'm talking about the beta fish. Oh, you're talking about whoa, the ones whoa, whoa, whoa. that just yeah. die. Jeez. Not are, the alpha fish. Those are water fish. <laughs> well, it depends if, as long as you have them in the right water. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. those things are real tough around other fish. You should yeah. see them in water that isn't yeah. perfect to their standards. Oh, they no, die. No. Chicago yeah. water, not good for Andy Dalton. I think that beta fish that you're referring to is Andy Dalton because you're saying he's a downgrade from the big stuffy fluffy animal at the carnival that yep. was Russell Wilson. I think that's rude. Andy Dalton swims in any river. That's right. <laughs> Bring him. That's right. I mean, hey, the Atlantic Ocean would love Andy Dalton. Bring him to New England. He'd be a perfect guy for Cam to go head to head with every day. And you could probably get him. Five six million dollars. Oh, at most. That's the max. That's the max, right there. Well, we don't know what any of these deals are. There. Remember, Michael Lombardi said they'll put out that a deal is worth fourteen million, and it's actually three million dollars. Yeah, so it's a lot of lying. What's going on? Another day when you just got to wait a little bit. Yeah, they'll it'll turn come on Cam. He is out on Cam. Yeah, he not is. at all. Yeah, you are. I'll go grab the jersey right now and put hey, it on. From, from day one of Cam Newton being announced as the Patriots quarterback. You were out on Cam Newton yeah. being the Patriots quarterback. Not, day one. No. Stud him. I mean, he'd come in and back up, stud him. Mm-hmm. Remember that? That's I, what you said day one. I taped over the Brady jersey for Cam Newton. I was in on Newton from day one. Yeah, yeah. But I'm more, in, I'm more in on competition. We're talking Pat. about on the outside. I'm more in on competition. Yeah, but we're talking about you on the outside. But I love competition. You put a jersey on that doesn't cover out how you feel on the inside. Well, Sorry. I love competition on the inside. No, but on the inside, you're not bought in on Cam Newton. I'm bought in on the competition. You're buying the jersey. Yeah. yeah. You're, buying, you're right. He's competing with him. Yeah, you didn't even think that Cam Newton deserved the number one because Pat the Patriot is the elder statesman on the team who wears the number one. Now, I wouldn't say you can put all these jerseys on, okay? You can do all the liking on every iconic saga production that is out there. You can do that, okay? And you can go in the comment section and be like, let's go, Cam. Love you, Cam. Love you, Cam. You can do all that. But inside, when a moment pops up for you to showcase whether or not you're all in on Cam Newton, you're out on him. And by the way, you're not the only one. I think a lot of people are saying that. You shouldn't feel that bad, but we just don't want to hear the Fugazi bullshit around the office about you loving Cam Newton. No Fugazi bullshit. I love winning. And guess what? We didn't do a whole lot of that last year. You know, we can go back to the eight touchdowns, ten picks. But like Lombardi said, he's throwing an Izzo at tight end. Here we go. We got a whole new team. When Cam Newton comes out and he dices every single defense in the league, we're going to have a whole new competition. Okay, so I just want everybody to know that somehow – in this particular studio right now, everybody but the Patriot fan is on Team Cam Newton. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, huh, that's interesting. Absolutely, I'm the only one with the jersey though. Well, that's what yeah. we're saying. Though. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. so that's you guys, I love competition. Look, boys, I don't know how many times I have to say I love competition. I love competition. I love competition. <laughs> if we have another quarterback who comes in and plays better than Cam, that's my quarterback. If we have another quarterback that comes in and plays worse than Cam, Cam's my quarterback. Yeah, listen, competition. I understand. I understand. He got no loyalty with Cam Newton. I yeah. understand. He, my uh, loyalty resides with Bill Belichick. I understand it. By the way, stick with it. But it, Bill has also come out and said that, you know, he's 
he's not all the quarterback position. We might Tom not be position. done. He said that last year during that uh, draft show, Rich Eisen asked him a question, and they had a good report because they did that 100 show, and he he asked about the quarterback room, and he he basically just rattled off a bunch of things, and it, it alluded to the fact we are not done in the quarterback yeah. room, like whatever just happened. I assume he will not be done at all. But what we're saying to you is enough with the Cam Newton bullshit out here whenever we're not in the show about how you know like oh he's gonna do this yeah. he's gonna slice yeah. and dice no. the entire nfl right. and you're like well it's bringing some competition for him yeah. Oh, yeah. you know what i mean like let's try to get him out of his out of his job it's, well it's never gonna stop i'm sorry i'm just gonna tell you guys now i won't stop pressure makes diamonds and competition builds pressure and we need competition diamonds you should have yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been god I already got him so, you know. yeah oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You know i mean hey pretty good come on be as is, dude. Be as is. Don't forget. Let's go to Amar in Seattle. What's going on, Amar? Boys, boys, I'm up here in the top left part of the country. The sun is out. I'm going to crack open a cold one. What? Cam Newton. What? Signs for another year. What? 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 Judon. What? What? Hunter. What? what? Donu. What? Horn. What? Aguilar. What? And to cap it off, Russ and Team 31 at, and I'm here for it, baby. Okay, so I was a little personal there at the end because he is in Seattle and he's kind of dancing on the graves of the Seahawks fans Mm -hmm. who want Russell Wilson out of there. Very interesting to hear uh, Caller be that confident, that smooth, right into a what? Chant here on 316. Shout out to Amara. Good call. It does feel like everybody on earth, doesn't matter where you live, if it's from Maine to Florida to the southern tips of California to the northern tips of Washington Mm -hmm. or Oregon. Oregon's in between them. Oregon's below Washington, I believe. Which is then California. By the way, younger me would have thought California straight to Washington, by the way. I would have thought Oregon a little bit inland. Turns out Oregon's got a pretty beautiful little uh, coast. Coast. A pretty beautiful little coast there. Beautiful Beautiful drive. Yeah, do some meth up there. All good. Anything you want. Anything you want. But all the way up to Seattle, the northern left part, and all the towns in between, not happy about what's going on in New England. Not happy. Not happy no, nobody's it. happy about what's going on in New England right now. He's pumped because he's a Patriots fan, mm-hmm. but he's just rubbing it in everybody else's face like every other Patriot fan is doing right now. Do you think we're actually going to see anything happen with Russell Wilson here soon? What's that? Do you think we'll actually <laughs> see anything happen with Russell Wilson here soon? I, I, would, uh, I would assume that the answer to that is, is a no. I would assume that that's not going to happen immediately this could potentially be a fallout situation Mm -hmm. after free agency signing you know like where's everybody sitting but then did we think what new england did yesterday was ever going to happen no way yesterday what new england did came out of nowhere because nobody knows bill like that they keep that shit locked so tight when he started just spending it was like oh my god almost like like we had no idea so if russell was dealt i think we would have the same amount of surprise as what happened yesterday but i think inevitably it has to happen I just, the Deshaun Watson thing, that's him and the owner. They don't like each other. The head coach has obviously had to answer a bunch of questions about this, and he hasn't even coached the guy yet. He does, he's had one meeting with him where he tried to talk about that. But Deshaun, I think his bigger problem is with who, who's, who owns the building, not who's in the building, right? Who's in the locker room and in the, everything like that. I think that one's more repairable in Houston mm. than this Russell Wilson stuff is because of how much public beef it has been between Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. Now, this might all be bullshit, by the way. It might all be complete fabricated nonsense, which happens. 
happens in the NFL all the time, especially with the internet, where it's like the telephone game where one thing is said and then it's boom, boom, boom. It goes, but they have not come out and said this is not true. Nobody's come out and said that. I'm not saying that's fair to them that they would have to come out and say it's not true to something that's fake, but that's what happens when you're one of the 32 NFL uh, head coaches and one of the top five quarterbacks of all time allegedly coming out. That, like, that stuff is going to have to be talked about. I don't know if that one's repairable. I, I think... I think Russell Wilson moving is much more likely than Deshaun Watson, but I don't know when it's going to happen. Hey, do you wait for the teams to figure out what their salary cap is? Then do you probably, if you're Seattle, it's like, well, it has to happen before the draft because we got to do that. I mean, there is, there's so much that comes into play there. And I think a lot of it is also in revolving around them having what to pay $40 million in dead cap space mm-hmm. next year if he's traded. And unfortunately his list of teams is running out. Yeah. Chicago. That's it. Unless the Saints, I mean. Well, Chicago, those fans, I mean, we just talked about it. Burnout. They had Russell Wilson three days ago. Yeah. The people are turning on Russ as well. Where, in Seattle? Yeah. The 12s have had enough. You know, the 12s, by the way, pretty powerful yeah. entity over there. It's mm-hmm. not the same Russ they knew, unfortunately. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't, we don't know. We don't know what you're saying right there. Now, listen, that is a vicious attack on the character that is Russell Wilson plays. He has changed, my friend. Oh, wow. They would pick Pete Carroll over Russell Wilson. Absolutely. That's wild. Well, then you got to think about the relationship that Pete Carroll has with Schneider. Schneider? Mm-hmm. Uh, Schneider? Yeah, yeah. S C H N E I D R, right? Mm-hmm. John Schneider. Pete Carroll and Schneider's relationship probably much tighter. I believe they're very close. Than Schneider's relationship with Russell Wilson, right? Pete Carroll talks to Schneider probably every single day. They talk about how they're hand in hand. At one point, I think there was a rumor that Pete Carroll was actually making the personnel decisions, and it came out, no, we just worked very well together. If those two have the owner's ear, you know what I mean? I wonder. You know, because that's who would have to make that decision. It's the owner. The owner has to go, well, are we picking yeah. Russell Wilson or are we picking Pete fucking Carroll? Yeah. And if those two have a relationship with the owner, which they probably do because moves have to get made, business decisions, have, I would assume Russell is loved by the owner. Okay, I appreciate everything. You know, but how tight is the relationship? Do they, you know what I mean? I, it just, you got to think about personal, just like Cal McNair, you got to think about like humans are making these decisions at the end of the day. And how are those relationships set up? How deep are they? If he picked... Uh, Russell Wilson over Pete Carroll and the next head coach wasn't good. It's like there's you just got to think about all of the potential fallback bullshit of that decision because Russell Wilson versus Pete Carroll became an anonymous source headline here, what, the last three weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. That one anonymous source who came out and buried Russell Wilson in name of Pete Carroll, like what do you think, Pete Carroll, blah, blah, blah. That was a pretty vicious oh, yeah. shot. Yeah. And it was, it was, you didn't hear anybody come out afterwards. Like Pete Carroll didn't, I didn't know who said that. Maybe he didn't, maybe we missed. I didn't know who said that. That is not how we feel, blah, blah, blah. And Russell, after his team said something, he went and did an interview. It wasn't like he was like, and nobody speaks for me that that isn't me. You know, so it's like, a, that is a reality TV show going on right now mm-hmm. in Seattle and in Houston, I guess. It'll be interesting, too, because like with the owner, you said, I'm sure Russell had a great relationship with Paul Allen, but then when he died and, you know, it's like his daughter who's taken over the team, like, do has she been involved at all? Do they have yeah. any kind of relationship? Like, does she have any ties to him? Because if she doesn't, it makes it probably a little bit easier to be like, all right, fuck it, get him out of town. Yeah, well, just uh, yeah, $40 million cap hit, though, uh, for no reason. Are you serious? Uh, well, what? $40 million? One year? Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah, but and then Schneider and Pete start drawing out. Yeah, but mm-hmm. we can kind of and other teams have this and now. And if that's happening, by the way, what a toxic situation in Seattle. Yeah, if these conversations are happening, this is absolutely terrible. This is all us, you know. Just what 
potentially could be. Conjecture. I don't want people saying that we think that's actually happening. Oh, no. No. It's asking questions. It could be happening. Mm -hmm. it, it, this could be happening. It's possible. You know what else is possible? Hmm. We have a guest joining us now who might be in my top three teammates of all time, like Ooh. humans that I enjoyed as a human. This guy, one of the most criminally underrated wide receivers in NFL history, straight out of Mount Union, ladies and gentlemen, Pierre Garçon. Yeah! What up, dude? What's up, man? How you doing, man? Love the intro. Hey, you deserved it, dude. You were you never cared about that type of thing. You know what I mean? I think coming out of Mount Union, you were just like a hey, uh, chip on my shoulder. I'm a hard work. I'm not going to worry about what everybody else is saying. But as I've gone into this world, nobody really talked about Pierre Garcon as they should have. I think you deserved better. It was an honor being your teammate. Now let's talk about some things here real quick that you've got into post football. Your golf game looks like you're not going to be too shitty. Are you get you're getting really into that? <laughs> I'm working on it, man. It is very, very tough, but um, I'm working on it. Golf is harder than football. Are you? Do you think you have a chance of being great, though? Is there any moments where you hit some good shots? You're like, I got it. I figured this out. Man, that happens every day because there's one good shot. You know, I carried it 300 yards, and I was like, oh, man, like, <laughs> that was good. But, you know, I can't do it consistently like the guys on TV. But I'm watching those guys. I'm taking notes, and um, I'm practicing. It's, it, it's, uh, it's something I want to do in the future. Are you trying to become great at golf? I'm trying. I'm trying. I got free oh. time. Um, there's okay. a lot of golf courses down here in Miami and West Palm Beach, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm after it. <laughs> okay, it is March 16, 2021. Uh, you just yes, said sir. that you're going to try to master golf. If he makes it onto the PGA here, it started right here. Future us. We knew it was going <laughs> to fucking happen. <laughs> we knew it was going to happen. Easy. Congrats, man. Uh, that's awesome. You, you're also into, you're an entrepreneur now. You have Speed Aid Compression, which we got some at the office, by the way. I was never I into the compression it. socks. I don't fully understand what they do. I'll put them on, though, and I feel like I'm faster. How did you get into this? What do they do, Pierre? Oh, man. We, well, you know, as you know, we travel across the country a lot playing football, and our training staff gives us uh, compression socks to wear for our swelling knees and swelling ankles. And we know good quality. I had to wear them for 11 years because I actually had to run on the football field and, and get tackled and, and get hurt and have to ice tub and all that. When I couldn't ice tub to keep the blood flowing to heal, my, I wore compression socks. And I actually started liking them even more and more, started looking forward to compression socks. And I wore them in games. I wore them, you know, during the offseason. I wore them now. I wear them now when I'm, when I'm walking around on the golf course. I'm walking a lot more than that. So I'm definitely, uh, you know, it's definitely aiding me and helping me uh, stay healthy. And, and the blood flow is keeping me you know, less less um, achy and less uh, uh, soreness, to tell you the truth. Well, if I wear these, am I going to lose weight? Yes, you will lose weight. That's you good. will move faster. Yeah, all right. Because yeah, that, I'll feel better because then I want to move more, right? It's going to help the boomstick get back to where it's at, hey. to where it was at. Hey, this thing used to be worth a fuck, didn't it? I mean, Pierre, it, it, used, to be, it used to be worth something. Uh, let's go back. Congrats on Speed A Compression, by the way. Yeah. And by the way, I think people only think like, uh, like if you're hurt, you need it or something like that, because it used to be like a big rehab thing. It's like, no, you wear that day to day a little bit. It, it helps out a lot. The trainers push it like a month. I mean, it is pushed very highly. Congrats to you getting in there and knowing what you're talking about now, right now. Hey, no problem. Right now, Pierre, we're in the middle of a free agency frenzy. You were a free agent. 
After yes, sir. after you left the Colts, you go to Washington, obviously. And I remember, I remember there was conversations like, "Oh, we're not going to be able to afford Pierre. Like he's not going to come back. It was a bum." But it's a part of the business. When you became a free agent, what was your mm-hmm. mindset, and how did you end up, you know, ending up where you went after you left Indianapolis? Um, free agency, it's it's was changed now from back then. So it's really like recruiting. You get notice of who's interested in you before free agency opens up, but. You know, you kind of have your perception or you have the idea of where you're going to end up at and what their what cash rate that they have. What offer they bring to you is is what they bring to you. But you kind of have an idea to to expect something from, you know, other teams outside of your your, your current team. How did so they you ask you? Hmm? How did they recruit you? I, this obviously never happened. I was with the Colts. Well, it goes through the media where media's talking. They're saying, hey, this team needs a receiver. Who's the receiver coming out? They need a young receiver or an older receiver. They need a young player or an older player. It's, it's kind of like the media leaks it out because the team tells what the media, what they're looking for. The media kind of knows what the team's looking for, and they kind of play matchup, and you kind of go along with it, and you just always keep your eyes open or your, your ears open because at the end of the last minute moment, any team can come in and, and, and sign somebody off their free agency. Was there Back ever – like, how, hmm? how many years did you sign for after your first free agency there? Five years. Is there ever a thought in your eyes to go shorter or because now it feels like with this salary cap with COVID, there's a lot of guys who are potentially going to have to take a one year deal, maybe a two year deal. It's almost, I don't want to say it's a prove it deal, but it's like a get paid until there's an actual free agency deal. Was there, did you want the longest deal possible or was it? Yeah. Yeah, back then, it, you know, it was take the long security, the long security deals, but the three year deals are good things now because the market, goes up yearly and we can see it so if you if you're not tied into your contract for so long you know get in and get out four-year deals three-year four-year deals are great but um you know those one-year deals nobody's happy about those um two-year deals a little bit more security but you know anything can happen in one football season that you can't control but those three-year deals those are where it's at so market grows 15 percent, 20 percent after that you know you're, you're you're still doing the same job and you're still young and you're doing you make your plays Pierre, they're saying, yeah. Pierre, they're saying the salary cap is going to be two hundred and fifty million dollars in five years. The NFL just prints cash, dude. It's unbelievable. It's, it's a great game. It's a great game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did a lot off the field whenever you were playing. It felt like you were one of the ambassadors from Haiti for about like it legit felt like that whenever you're going on a run. It's awesome to see what you've gotten into off the off the field. Did you always want to do that? How did you know, like, not only business, but you do a lot of philanthropy? You're, I mean, I saw you down in Haiti there for like two years. It felt like you were there every other month, like building and doing things. Like, how did you did you know you were always going to do that, or how did that all come to be? Well, it was part of how I grew up. I grew up in a community. Um, you know, I grew up with a single mother, three other sisters, and we didn't have, you know, like a, a family family where everything was in house. And we had need. We needed help from the community. The church was the big place that I got a lot of help from. The school teachers was a lot of places that I got help because they were my parents when my mom was at work, you know, trying to keep the bills, uh, you know, paid. So that's why I always enjoy giving back and being a part of the community because there are kids out there that need help. Just, you know, not even monetary help. They just need guidance and where to look, where to go, you know, where to stay away from. And that's what I love doing. So I love to love to be a positive example of, you know, how to be, what to do and how to, you know, get to where you're trying to go without, you know, begging. Uh, so I want to give, I love giving back to the community because that's how I got where I'm at. They, the community <laughs> put me here. 
They supported me. This dude's taking pictures with presidents. Jeez. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I was seeing photos where he is like get, putting a presentation together for world leaders. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what is going on over there? But it's awesome. It's so, so I cool. It. No problem. Whenever you, where all did you, so obviously you go to Washington. Did you end in Washington? Um, went to San Francisco for two years after that. Okay, so Indianapolis, Washington at the time, and there's yeah. been exposés and there's been a lot talked about about everything happening behind the scenes over there. I'm not <laughs> expecting you to dive into that. But San Francisco, was there any noticeable difference the way organizations were run? Like, is it as soon as you walk oh, in a yeah. building, you think to yourself, like, oh, this team's not going to win or this team's going to win? Is that is that a real thought that you had? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, coming from Indianapolis, you think every team is the same way, but or every organization is ran different. Um, it's also because you're in different parts of the country. Different things have bigger priorities on others in different parts of the country. But yes, organizations are ran different. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're still playing football. You're still yeah. you're not there. To, my job was to catch the ball and get more yards than I was expected to get on the play. And I always had that mindset to keep doing that. And if I kept doing it, I'll stay in the building a lot longer. So, Yak, were you just trying to kill? You ran so angry. You so <laughs> mad. You might have been the most angry runner in the history of, of angry running. It was unbelievable. It was me trying to show effort, trying to show that I'm giving it all. And you know, Coaches see that, players see that, and I want to see that. And that's why, you know, I, 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 try, I, stayed, I got lucky and stayed around for 11 years. Well, you didn't get lucky. You worked your ass off and you were unbelievable. But you come out of Mount Union, okay, and I assume – incredible quarterback throwing you the ball i i assume oh, yeah. oh. i assume that mount union quarterback was oh. fucking unbelievable legend. he is a legend but then you come to indy and it's peyton manning where's oh, yeah. was there any moments in i assume i assume there was but was there any <laughs> moments where you either caught the ball and you're like i cannot believe uh fucking peyton manning is throwing me this ball or was there any moments where you're like oh, okay like this is why peyton manning's peyton manning and how often did that happen early uh, it happened every time for the first year. I actually dropped the first pass that he threw me. It was a fade in practice, and it was just so nerve-wracking that I dropped it in. And it was, you know, I, I got he got upset at me, uh, and I tried to <laughs> try not to drop it more, but that didn't that didn't happen. I kept dropping it after a while, and and it was it was me in the moment like, damn, this is Peyton. This is why he is good. This is why he is uh, crazy. And this is Peyton that I'm I'm dropping passes or I'm tripping. But there was times <laughs> in games where. The same way we ran them in practice, we were running them in the game, and it was successful. It was, it was like how we drew it up. And that's why I was like, dang, this is why he, he's paid. This is why he's on top of everything. He he knows when you don't run your route full, full depth. He knows when you you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> he lets you know what to do so that he's not hit on a blitz. He's letting you know when you're high. He, it, it, it's a lot of details that he's giving you, and it makes sense because we went over him so many times in practice. And that's why I was like, wow, this is Peyton. He's he's. You know, he is why he is like that. And Reggie and Marvin, those two guys were, you know, another great leaders to learn from. Reggie worked super hard. Marvin was, was naturally just a beast, and, and he worked hard at it. Reggie said he watched Marvin, and that's how he became Reggie. And, you know, it was like, hey, Clyde, Coach Clyde, I was like, hey, watch Reggie, because he's, he's, he's how you want to be. So it, it was it was those, those guys just watching, like, all right, this is why they are, how great they are. Now, when you're on the field with Peyton, everybody has to know yeah. – Everybody has to see the field the exact same way, right? Like that is yes. like, hey, you have to see it. Are, is every offense like that that you've experienced? In no, why not? <laughs> no. Why not? No. Is it because Peyton? Um, is that why? Say it again. Is that because of Peyton? Is that why those? That's why it's a Peyton 
Uh, honestly, that, that has some reason to do it because Peyton has a lot more experience and he takes control of the play calling and huddling, but I'm sure he didn't start off his career like that. But, you know, different systems have different things that they're trying to attack on defenses. You know, some systems let their best player beat the team. Some systems like, hey, this play is going to work. Some systems are like, hey, read the field. So it, it's football. It's different. But Peyton has a little bit more, uh, you know, control over every play. And, you know, when you're playing with younger quarterbacks, you can't expect that. When you're playing with, you know, older quarterbacks, it's more comfortable, more laid back, more communication instead of more physical, uh, you know, um, assets. Yeah, you got to experience him whenever he was, by the way, at mm-hmm. his smartest, mm-hmm. at his at – his, in his actual prime. And not that he ever fell out of that, but you didn't get to experience the younger – I wonder what the younger Peyton was like, <clears throat> you know, because he probably <laughs> – You know what I mean? Do you ever think about that? Like, thinking back to some practice <laughs> moments, like, think about a younger Peyton who had that in him, but he couldn't necessarily do it yet, maybe. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I remember those days because uh, Reggie used to tell me stories, and he used to tell me how Peyton was a lot harder, a lot, lot harsher, a lot, you know, a lot um, yeah, I controlled, but, you know, he, he he worked at it to gain that um, – that, that, um, Control that that trust in the Tony Dungy and Jim Caldwell. You know, Tony Dungy was there before him, but Tony Dungy gave him that 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 trust, and he, he took it and never gave it back. Never, never. And then, by the way, the whole building. It's not just Tony Dungy. Everybody was like, uh, "Pete, you don't want this guy on the team." Okay, you got it. We'll fucking get him. Out. We will get him out of here. Okay, you like? All right, he will stay. Listen, we got to make some money. That is very true. Yeah, is, we got to do what we got to do. What do you have, time? Pierre, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but was it difficult when you did go to Washington and you didn't really have any? I mean, like you know, not pushing you like Peyton did, or in the moment, were you just happy to you know? be in a new place and to be getting paid or like was it it was it tough when you didn't have someone demanding excellence from you at all times no it was different when and when i left indy indy was amazing and i enjoyed it i miss indy every time you know i was watching to see what they you know how the scores are even now with frank wright you know he was my receiver coach for one point and you know he was always a great guy and he had came over to philly and with arizona and all those places we always follow up with guys that i started off with uh, just like I keep up with Pat and all those other guys. But when 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 I was in Indy, I've learned the system and learned how to prepare. And that's where I took over to Washington. The system was different, but it was still just preparing for football. You know, the playbook is different. What you're reading uh, against the defenders are different. Where you line up is different. But it's still like, hey, prepare your body, prepare your mind for 16, um, you know, 18 games of, of the season. So it was, it was a little different, but I've had learned how to prepare as a professional, like watching Reggie Marvin, Dallas, Jeff Saturday, you know, Gonzo, Joseph Adai, all these leaders in front of me. I became one of those guys in, in, in D.C., but, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the same organization. A lot more missing pieces in um, D.C., but we, we, we did well. We, we, we made the best of it, and we grew as we got better. Hey, Kirk Cousins is uh, very yes. thankful for Pierre Garçon. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah. <laughs> very thankful for Pierre Garçon. What do you have, Connor? Yeah, Pierre, were you, when you were with uh, the football team, different name back then. Oh, oh, Was Kyle Shanahan there? And also, what makes him such a guru? Um, Kyle Shanahan was there. He's the one that got me to D.C. Uh, when Free Agency opened up, he was the first one to call me. He's like, Pierre, we want you out in um, Washington, D.C. I didn't even know where it was or what number it was because they called me from a Denver number. And you know, I just didn't didn't pick up because I didn't. I thought somebody was playing on my phone. 
Um, but I didn't also didn't think that they would call me direct. I thought they would call my agent. But he was there. But Kyle, he studies a lot. He watches a lot of film. He watches a lot of players. He analyzes a lot of things. And he, he literally spends all day, you know, just comparing stuff and seeing why this isn't going the right way. Why is, isn't the players going for a touchdown every time? That's his thing. Every player is designed to go to the house. And if he doesn't, you got to find why it's not going to the house. And we took that mindset on and we played with him. We, 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 that's why we had a lot of big plays in D.C. But, you know, Kyle Shanahan, he's just, he just focused on, you know, why is it not going to the house? And he gets those players oh that help it get up to the house. <laughs> that's why he has a lot of great players from free agency and undrafted free agents. You know, I just don't know why. <laughs> Every play wasn't a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. I promise you, he says that. You can ask him. He's, that's that's his goal. And that, that's my same mindset, too. Like, yes, we try to go to the house every time. Hey, listen, I know it's fourth and one, but if we. This dive is a fucking <laughs> yeah, touchdown. Sure. This is a touchdown play. Let's, I hey, to, listen. We, we call dives for fullbacks, and they pop out of there, and nobody expected where you came from. So, it, true. I'm, that's his mindset, which I love. And he was a receiver too, so we we gelled very, very well together. Hey, we appreciate you for stopping by, Pierre. Good luck with the speed Thank aid you, compression that you can find on Amazon. It is worth it. Make yes. your joints feel better. Yeah. I hope you. Uh, hey. I've seen you do some freakishly athletic shit. If you become a professional golfer, let's go. Let's go, dude. I'm trying. I'm trying. I got to get this driver now because that will give me a lot less of the course to play with. And then, you know, just be touched in. All right. Good luck out there. We appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, Pierre Garçon. We interrupt this conversation to tell you that this tournament season, Take care of your hair and holes with the best tools for the job. We're talking about our sponsors, Manscaped, the global leaders in male grooming from head to toe. When the clock winds down in March, be clutch and avoid the upset with the Manscaped Performance Package. To keep all your hair and holes tamed, join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today with 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash patm for our exclusive offer. Listen, your bracket probably isn't going to be perfect, all right? But with the Manscaped Performance Package, you can be confident that your nose, ear, and ball pubes are. The Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and number one overall seed this season. You see what they did there? That's pretty good. Included in this package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. It is. I, I mean, sometimes my nose hairs will get out of control. It is so annoying, but that's why I got my weed whacker. This amazing bundle also includes the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. It checks every box for a Final Four run. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men ages 15 through 35, and they're giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. And if you go to manscaped.com right now and use code PATM, you're going to get 20% off and free shipping. That's 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash PATM. When things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. Back to the show. Joining us right now, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, AJ. Hi. Hey, AJ. Hey, AJ, great to have you, pal. How are you? 
Hey, good to be here. Anything happened over the last few minutes? I feel like if I don't check my phone, somebody else signed. See, it's interesting you say that because somebody did just sign. Uh, Tyson Alualu has left the Steelers in signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Two-year, $6 million deal, I believe is what it was. Urban Meyer down there with a checkbook saying, hey, Everybody needs to come down to Duval. Everybody needs to come down and see about this no state tax. He was already selling it on TV. We got no state tax down here. We're going to have fans, by the way, which means what? We're going to have money, which means what? We're going to be able to upgrade whatever facilities. We're going to be able to sell stuff. We're going to be able to do whatever. Come on down to Duval. Let's make a run at this thing. We're going to play on the edge. Okay? We're not going to play elite. Everybody's saying elite. Hey, come on. We're throwing around the word elite like it's fucking nobody's business here. This elite. That's elite. This elite. We're playing on the edge. Okay? Because the edge is right there. Right there on the edge. It's right. right. It's right. It's right there on the edge, and that's where we're going to play. He's cooking down there. Jacksonville has been active, AJ. What do you know now that you got best friends in the building down there? Well, I don't know anything other than what we we see online, but I do know they already are in the process of building a new facility because I know Schlegel, the strength coach that we know down there, is uh, he's helping like design the whole situation. So I think that was probably part of Urban's like interview. Hey, we're going to upgrade everything. We need a new. I think it's connected, or it's going to be like close to where their old facility is. So. Yeah, things are looking up for him, huh? Well, they got to win some games, and I assume they will. And if not, he'll just, you know, kind of disappear and still be remembered as one of the greatest college coaches of all time. And his name will still be up for every big-time college coaching position. So it's a win-win for Urban. But it does feel like they're going all in. Other teams are as well. Obviously, uh, New England's making plays, and Miami's making plays. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, Washington signs Ryan Fitzmagic. Jameis is back with the Saints. There's things happening. But the news that shook the world, the football world, was Aaron Jones signing back with the Green Bay Packers. Joining us right now is a man who was a rookie last year and will be one of the pieces of a great duo in the backfield for the Green Bay Packers. Ladies and gentlemen, the sauce, A.J. Dillon. Yeah! How are, How are you doing? How are you doing? Hey, great shirt. Love what you're doing. Good idea. Smart. Yeah, smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> smart for those that are listening. He has an Aaron Rodgers three-time MVP shirt on. Um, smart move. Uh, very smart move. When you saw Aaron Jones get signed, your immediate reaction was what? Because for us, the immediate reaction was, okay, Jamal Williams, great player. This means he's probably gone. This means AJ and Aaron Jones are about to be a duo. Did you have that same exact thought? And have you talked to Aaron since he got super paid? Yeah, uh, you know, I uh, my first initial thought was like, congratulations for the guy uh, and his family. Uh, you know, that's big time. And, you know, at the end of the season, we didn't really know what was going to happen uh, with Aaron or Jamal, but they both took me under their wing. So I reached out to both of them and just thanked them. But I talked to Aaron briefly, but I'm sure his phone's blowing up right now. So I'm, uh, I'll am call him in a couple of days and, you know, let him enjoy his moment. AJ, what was it like uh, the, the first time when you, you had to go to a full padded practice in Green Bay and you put your pads on, you got your helmet situated, and you went and you got into either your car or a teammate's car and drove across <laughs> the parking lot down to practice? Was that weird? Um, so I got my license this year. Um, I got my, my license is a Wisconsin license, so nobody drove with me. <laughs> I, drove my, I drove myself across. Now, I assume whenever you were in that league in New England, ISL. the ISL, you guys probably had to drive yourselves to games in that thing, right? Because it was no. – uh, no? Oh, coach I mean, maybe at, maybe at BBNN. BBNN might have – you know, they might have had to drive themselves. But at Lawrence oh. Academy, we had a bus. Is that is that oh, Boston oh, Stooges? Oh, 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 is that his school? 
That's unbelievable. I saw you dancing basically on their entire school just a yeah. couple months ago. Yeah. When when are we going to see the inevitable Oklahoma drill between you and Boston Connor Stooge here? Is that going to happen? Is that still in the books or now? You know, yeah, no, I mean it should happen. Uh, definitely going to need a waiver for the guy. Oh, and uh, no. but if you look at Miami, there's spring break going on right now, so you can see a bunch of examples down there. Of girls getting down on the beach with that. Yeah. So he's saying, by the way, you're the unathletic one in the video. Yeah. You know, when people die on those beaches there. Because of that I'm nervous. Like you say, it's a key piece. I don't want to trip on my two feet, have my helmet hit his knee, and then all of a sudden oh, I'm the cause oh, for this whole entire yeah, thing. Yeah, you know? you're right. That'd be terrible. You're right. Wait, go, go pack you up. Pads on? Oh, you said you're wearing pads? Uh, yeah, dude. I don't want to <laughs> die. Jeez. Uh, AJ Dillon joining us. AJ. After one year in the NFL, what is your is your mindset different body, physical-wise, emotional-wise going into year two? And what is different from last year when I assume you're just like, okay, let's, let's make it through the year. What is your mindset now going into year two versus what it was going into year one? Yeah, uh, definitely my mindset has kind of changed and way more confident. You know, I know, I know kind of what to expect out there, and so I'm just – you know, getting into shape, you know, enjoying the offseason, uh, being able to relax a little bit. But I know what I need to work on. I know uh, how I can help out the team now. And so, you know, I'm just I'm just ready to go get it done. And, you know, we got a, lot, a bunch of goals out there that we want to accomplish. So I'm trying to put my best foot forward. Was there a time, like a specific play or game or any time when you felt like, hey, like it, it started to click for you? I know you got a lot more opportunities as the season went on and have postseason yeah. success and all of it. Like, did that – can you point to any moment? How many people do you Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, actually, for sure the Titans game, uh, for sure. That's kind of when I was like, all right, you know, like I belong here. And then uh, oddly enough, uh, NFC Championship game, uh, when we were playing the Bucks, a few plays I got in there. Uh, you know, I didn't second guess anything. I wasn't in my head thinking about anything. I felt completely confident. And um, so, you know, I'm just taking that into this year or this offseason and then into next year. Was that the game you carried, like, three, four dudes or whatever? Was that that game? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That was the game. Now, (laughs) after that happens, you have to be like, okay, so I can do exactly what I did in college and what I did in high school right here in the NFC Championship game with, what, 47 million people watching or whatever. That has to be a pretty cool – when you say you were completely confident in your head, what does that mean? You just knew exactly what your assignment was. You You knew everything, huh? Yeah, and I just like the game slowed down. You know, that's from like just talking to all the vets and Aaron and all the guys that we have there. That was kind of like they're always talking about the game slowing down. And like the more experience you get, the more comfortable you get, it'll slow down even more and more. And you can see different things. And in that game, that was the first time I remember just being like, okay, like I see this guy, I see, I see how I can, you know, set up this block. Or, you know, I just felt really uh, poised, I guess. So. That was the first time for me. So what's uh what's your offseason look like? Do you guys have any idea like of if you're going back in, like do you have to be in Green Bay at a certain time? Do you know? Yeah, uh I haven't heard anything. Um, but you know, I'm just preparing that everything would be as normal and then if not, we'll go from there. But you know, I'm just out here in Orange County right now, training with a few of the guys, throwing with Jordan Love out here. So we got How like, is he? Is he is he complete are you guys completing passes? We are we are completing passes. The That's great. I'll tell you what, Jordan got, got a raw deal, man. Jordan got a raw deal. The internet too, after a couple of videos come out of him throwing a ball into the ground. I mean, it just it expedited even 
But it's nice to hear. Hey, completing passes yeah, over there. Come on. Come on. Yeah, that's my guy. He can definitely throw that thing. Hey, cool dude. Cool dude. Yeah, yeah really cool guy. Man, okay. Good. Hope to get to meet him someday. I hope to get to meet him someday. I like that you're working. Um, do you have uh, ladders out there? What Are you doing speed? Are you doing? Are you trying to add a little bit muscle so that when you do that Oklahoma drill, Donner in Miami, <laughs> you run a guy over with a mustache? What What are you trying to do? Is there any, any different training body-wise? Uh, yeah, well, last year at this point I was getting ready for like the combine and pro day type of deals. So Waste. That was more just testing. Um, now, yeah, I've been doing a lot of agility, a lot of speed, uh, a lot of knee lift type activities, throwing. I mean, not throwing. Whew, I can't throw, but catching. Oh, so, oh whoa, whoa, whoa. So no, there's no chance of you throwing a touchdown, huh? That's no, a shame. No. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe he's Man. Maybe he is lying. Yeah. Maybe this is Maybe uh, teams are like, oh, he's uh, not going to throw the ball. Yeah, he said on McAfee's show with AJ Hawk, <laughs> he stinks at throwing. He said the guy's never thrown a fucking ball in his life. Halfback toss, first play of the year. All of a sudden, Aaron <laughs> yes. Rodgers is like asking AJ how to throw the ball all of a sudden. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. What do you got, Connor? Yeah, AJ, you mentioned uh, just being comfortable in the offense. Is the LaFleur Rodgers offense something that changes a lot and that uh, new plays get put in, or is it kind of steady and just let Aaron do what he does? Yeah, uh, well, I have nothing com to compare it to. I've, obviously, I've <laughs> never question. been on any other NFL team. But, I mean, for a rookie coming in, uh, it was definitely complex. Um, yeah, we got I, a lot I'd of things. And, you know, I, f I feel like both of them, um, you know, have obviously a bunch of experience doing what they do. And, you know, sometimes 12 just goes out there and he does what he does. And we all look and he makes a touchdown play out of something we thought was a, a botched play. Um, so we just kind of, you know, follow the lead but it's definitely it's definitely intricate there's a lot of parts that go into it you do, you're doing squat like how do you are your quads <laughs> going to continue to grow or are these things done because i'm making a comeback by the way i'm hitting stairmaster today oh, yeah. Oh, yeah here we go yeah, there yeah. You go. yeah I, because okay. it, inevitably when you what's that Whoa, we have, how about tomorrow well maybe tomorrow too i mean depending <laughs> upon what's going on in free agency i mean it's got to do its thing but whenever you know the inevitability of aj running over boston stooge mm -hmm. i know there's probably going to be a photo of some sort i would like said quads to be at their best i'm mm -hmm. gonna try to get there for you mm -hmm. are we trying to slim those down you know did, did anybody tell you that maybe because your quad size was like a little bit ineffective because the holes had to be a little bit bigger you think maybe get those things down a little bit well i've, I've, I've actually been working on going through sideways smart uh, Hey, that's a good idea, by the way. I think as those uh, D linemen are yeah, doing it. Th <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you want to show up with your quads in the photo, though. Then they'd be the second biggest quad. All right. Enough. All right. We don't need that right now. No quad. Ty, what do you have? AJ, are you worried at all that, you know, spending all this time in California in the offseason that come next year, you know, it gets a little bit colder on the tundra that <laughs> maybe your body has, hasn't has reacclimated to the weather? Nah, nah. Nah. Uh, the cold's in my blood, um, but I'm going back in April, so I'll be back out there in Green Bay. It won't be too much time in the, in the warmth. Boston gets real cold up there. Oh, right? yeah. Real cold. Mm -hmm. Hey, Boston is not Green Bay cold. I I will say that. Why? What's the? It's windier in Green Bay or what? Green Bay cold is just different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> real. Green Bay cold is real cold. It's a real advantage, though. People talk about how Aaron oh, gets yeah. better. Aaron gets better almost in that weather than anybody else. Yeah. It looked like that's something that benefits you and your style of play as well. Yeah, for sure. People don't want to tackle in the cold ever, and that's just kind of how it is. You know, those hits hurt. <laughs> Those hits do hurt. <laughs> that hit's going to hurt real bad on you, ladies Whoa, and gentlemen. Dude. Running back for the Green Bay. Hey, are you still on uh, Snapchat and everything or TikTok? Snapchat, TikTok, everything you can My be MySpace. 
MySpace, AOL? Twitter. Twitter, MySpace. <laughs> I was yeah. on one last night. Need you to get in there. Awesome. What is your TikTok? Uh, it's AJ Dillon, too. You did something cool. Didn't you? I think you did something cool. Like, uh, give yeah, away. I done some done some cool things, you know, giving some uh, jerseys out to people. That's what I'm saying. Put some games out. That's what I'm saying. Let's video go. game stuff. Let's, whole bunch of stuff. Let's you know? tell people. Let's tell people there that we're doing that. AJ yeah. Dillon, yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you deserve it. You're giving shit away. I like that. Guys like Oprah Winfrey on his TikTok. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the sauce, AJ Dillon. Yeah! Thank you, AJ. Hey, uh, AJ Hawk. Yeah. We had another AJ on there. He was wearing the, uh, the Aaron Rodgers MVP shirt. How uh-huh. smart of an idea is that? I'd wear that every day if I was mm-hmm. Every day I'm wearing that yes. thing, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. But then I feel like there's a point, though, to where Aaron would get upset at the pandering, like, no. you know, of someone doing that. So there's a, I think there's an amount of time you could do it. Could you imagine? I get it. <laughs> Take it off. <laughs> I get it. Okay, now just assume now that you're wearing them every single day, but you don't have to actually because this is good. That's awesome, though. That, it's a lot different than, you know, Pittman telling Carson, you ain't getting my number. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It seems like they've gone over that. They're playing catch already. What number will Carson Wentz be? Mm. We'll keep up with it. Uh, let's talk to AJ here about some things that have happened over the last 24 hours since the last time we were on air. Uh, Jameis Winston's back in Tampa Bay. Big news. Fitz Magic, or, or New Orleans. What? Sorry about that. New Orleans. Jameis Winston's back in New Orleans. Uh, Fitz Magic is back in, or is in Washington. Ninth team. He's going to be the guy. Bud Dupree's in Tennessee. And the New England Patriots have signed everybody else mm-hmm. that has been signed. Woo! They have been so active, AJ. Bill Belichick is flipping that roster as quickly as he possibly can. They said he's not done yet. He's going to continue to do this. Were you surprised by this? Everybody else seemed to be. So I'd assume you were as well i mean yeah i was i was surprised i mean you go out there and you grab what was that probably the two best tight ends on the free agent market wasn't it i would assume mm-hmm. i mean yeah. i'm not hearing anybody else at this particular yeah. point you pay him big money and you, I, you make all these moves hoping like the guys that are coming back from uh opting out are going to be able to put a squad together so yeah i mean i i'm not saying they're going to the super bowl but i think it's exciting to see them do this because this is something that seems like it's somewhat unheard of from that. $137.5 million in guarantees in these contracts, allegedly. Now, all reported contracts could be completely BS, but there's a lot of big names that are still sitting out there. It feels like some teams have some cap space Oh, and can make some moves, you know? Ooh. Yeah. But maybe that team, maybe that team that's doing that, just has respect for the process. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Mm. This is the tampering period. This is not the announcement period. We will do that whenever it's the proper time to announce. We keep things in-house around here. Maybe that's what the Colts are doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what some other teams are doing. But there's a lot of big names. Allegedly, Richard Sherman's getting courted by the Saints. The Saints are trying to bring him in there. He's just one of the big-name guys that are still out there. Kenny Galladay is going to be a splash. Trent Williams is going to be a splash. There's a lot of guys out there still, AJ. Yeah, Shaq Griffin, he signed, what, with the Titans? Is that right? Uh, Jags. 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 My bad, yeah. So he's he's off. Kyle Long is an interesting one. I would take a flyer on Kyle Long, wouldn't you? Why not? Yes. I, I We actually talked about that earlier. If you're a personnel NFL GM who's trying to revamp the offensive line, which a lot of teams who have some money are trying to do, um, if you think Kyle Long could be anywhere near – what he was before he got hurt and it kind of panned out in a negative way. He said a little bitter way with his injury and everything in Chicago. If you think he could get back, and by the way, he could be even better now that he's been away from the game, much like Gronk, a little bit fresher, a little bit more clear-minded, maybe a little bit more, you know, uh, 
like excitement to get to work now that you haven't been there. There might be an he's a guy you would want on your team. That is in he uh, was at the Raiders for a workout. He's visiting with the Chiefs, but I assume there's other teams that are looking around. Like if we can potentially get Cal Long, we should talk him into not doing this nostalgia thing with the Raiders or anything like. We should try to get him. Also, allegedly, the Bills made an offer to Gronkowski, who could have been on the market. Imagine the Buffalo Bills with Gronk going back home to Buffalo, New York. That would have been insanity. I mean, that would have been an awesome story, I guess, but how much more would they have had to pay him? He's getting, what, one year 10 from Tampa Bay? Would they have to double that, you think, to get him there? I'm not sure. He told Kyle Brandt in the 10 Questions episode he was on that he's going to do one-year deals from here on out. He said he's going to dip his toes into free agency, that whole thing. But when you hear, like, Buffalo was offering him his hometown, it's like you don't think Gronk is ever going to leave Tom Brady. He came out of retirement to play with Tom Brady. He was going to retire if he wanted to play in Detroit. Now, if that wasn't Detroit and that was another team that was potentially good, would that same thing would have happened? We will never know. But everybody thought Gronk was going to be locked in to Tampa Bay. Then Ninkovich comes out and he's like, hey, look for Gronk to potentially hit the free agency. And then we're like, holy shit, if Gronk is a free agent, that's going to be somebody you want. And then Buffalo did the same thing. They were like... Maybe we get him up. I mean, he said we can bring him home. We'll have Bill's Mafia, the Gronkowski family. We'll have their own section. The Gronks will do the whole. We'll do this. Him on that offense with Diggs and Josh Allen, which wherever he's going to head to. I mean, that team would have been fantastic. But Gronk's back for ten million in Tampa. Well, think. Of, don't you think the Bills are? I think it's a no-brainer for them to try to get Gronk there. Like. A, you, you know the amount of tickets that he's going to easily sell, which they don't really need a whole lot of help. They're, the Bills Mafia is pretty strong, but it's like, hey, bringing him home, he obviously can still play. He's a, like one of the most recognizable players in the league, too. So I would have tried to, I would have made an offer, too, if I was the Bills. Me, too. If I was any team, by the way, I'm making an offer to Gronkowski. But at least the Bills, you could sell, hey, the only thing that could possibly pry you away from Tom Brady is, hey, come back home. Let's come do this. Let's do, you've never really gotten a chance to play in front of all your boys, like all your people from your high school. Like That could have been a good recruiting little. Now, <laughs> and if you're Pittsburgh, you could say the same thing, by the way, because he did go to high school in Pittsburgh as well, his actual senior year, after he was expelled from his high school in Buffalo. <laughs> he came down to Woody High, which is a incredible high school football program. But that is, like, if you're the Colts, now Chris Ballard is doing his own thing, but – Hey, you get Gronkowski on this Colts. I mean, oh, I, I mean, there is. I mean, there. How about the Patriots, by the way, with Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, and then Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, and Julian Edelman, and in the backfield they're getting another running back allegedly, maybe Philip Lindsay, and also who's the running Damian back? Damian Harris. Damian Harris back there. It's like, what just happened? They, they, they what, what did they just? What did they? What just happened? They just built a. Very solid, very, very, very good starting skill position group overnight. Literally overnight, they're like, yeah, well, fuck it. We'll just buy it. Let's go bang, bang, boom, boom, boom. This is what we want. It's insane to think about what they did. I'm surprised more teams aren't doing the same damn thing. You know what I mean? I mean, if you have the room, yeah, you would would think people would want to try to do this. But I don't know. I guess if it doesn't work out, what does this do to Belichick? Like, do you care about the whole stupid legacy talk and all of that? Um, If it doesn't work? Yeah. I'll just sail into the sunset. He'll disappear for a year or two, and then. But does it tarnish anything? Does it like reinforce the fact that hey, Belichick can't win without Tom? Listen, I'm going to be, you know, I ain't no bullshitter. All right, <laughs> so I'm going to say that when it happens, if they do do bad, mm-hmm. we will all react accordingly about how it is a tarnish and blah 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 blah. Then we will all quickly realize a couple years down the road that the only thing we'll say is. 
Do you remember what Bill Belichick did over there? 20 years, blah, blah. It, only the bangers will survive. So if this thing completely goes off the tracks, although we have to react live and in, like, in the current moment how we feel about it, long term, though, if this doesn't work, nobody will say a fucking thing about it because of all the credibility in the resume that he already has. Now, the ultimate haters, I guess, will say, well, there was this and this, but they're always going to say that. I think the general conversation about Bill, if this does not work long term, will be about everything that good happened, not the bad, I don't think. No, you're 100%. I think that's it, it should be that way to where, yeah, if he takes a shot and this doesn't work out, yeah, you're, we're going to eventually, yeah, you're going to remember what he did with the Patriots when Tom was there and when they were winning all the rings. Like, the consistency over 20 years. What are you spraying? <laughs> oh, that's your, is that your greenie spray? Uh-huh. Me, Billy Joel, Mike Greenberg, everybody on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Ever heard of it? It works. Wait, did you, does he, does Greenie make it and send it to you? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No, really? Green, it's another company. They should work on a flavor, but <laughs> it's uh, it's for dry throat and hoarse voice entertainer's secret throat relief. Oh, Ooh. there we go. And on the description of it, it actually says, just go ahead and spray the shit out of it, as by the way. As much as you want. We got more bottles on the way yeah. if you need it. Nice. Go ahead and do your thing. And we do, you know, three hours every single day, basically. And I feel like pretty... The words per minute in those three hours potentially at a very high rate upon everybody else. There's a lot of talking, but those Broadway folks, they'll do back-to-back shows like two in one night, ten straight nights or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have no clue how they. I have no clue how they do that, and I'm actually fascinated by that entire little world. They might be some of the most talented like bodies of humans, and they, nobody even knows their fucking names because they're nope. so they're so in love with the well, art. Uh, and a lot of them are a lot of them are singing. For ten straight nights, two oh, shows yeah. a day, singing, sprinting, Dancing. yelling, yeah. fighting—it is. It's wild. I'm like, I have no idea how you do. It. I can. I think that's why I enjoy it because I look and I'm like, yep, I could never in a million years do what they're doing out there. They must be spraying that in their nose, no. like it says you can yeah. on the bottle. Yeah, I can snort this. I guess. I guess you can snort this if you want. Get a little drip down to the throat. <laughs> snort, snort yep. spray. Jesus. Does it really say that? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. As, as much as you need. Directions. Wow. Remove the protective cover. And depress the actuator several times to prime the pump. Tilt your head back and aim the spray toward the back of your throat. You can access the upper throat more efficiently by spraying into the nostril while sniffing it. Mm-hmm. So tell me to snort it. Yep. I ain't going to do that. I respect my brain too much. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. A lot of wild shit going on in the NFL right now. Uh, We'll be back to cover it tomorrow as Brinks Week continues. Don't forget to join the Bracket Bonanza for your chance to win $51,000. And like I mentioned earlier, if things, you know, if we become the biggest bracket on there and more than 50,000 people join, there's going to be 100K up for grabs. We appreciate the hell out of you guys for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Cheers.